Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week... Creator enlightens us on humanity's search for meaning. Uh, this this program is based on uh, the writings of psychiatrist Viktor Frankl. If you're not familiar with Victor, psychiatrist Viktor Frankl, he was a um, a prominent psychiatrist before he was uh, interned into the concentration camps in World War II. He was already um, a well-respected professional in his circle. Uh, published and had been around for that was probably approaching the twilight of his career actually. Uh, so he brought a lot of insights to bear into the concentration camp experience, and he used that to try to be a witness and examine what was going on to try to, you know, solve the riddle of evil. Carl. Well, and evil was certainly ascendant in his time in the concentration camps, and it's it's rather puzzling to many who weren't a part of that to understand how it even happened. How did people go along with this? And what really set this in motion? Was it really only anti-Semitism, for example, or were there deeper, deeper roots of this? And we know a lot about that because of our perspective and working with the divine and getting the backstory about many things from Creator, and some of that will come out in the channelings about Viktor Frankl's writings, because it's it's a lesson about a time and place that is an object lesson for the world, because it can happen again at any time. And in fact, it's happening again on a smaller scale as a constant in society with the depredations and the the crime and the manipulation and power and control games of governments and so on. So this, this is a chance to learn something important about the divine and about love and your role in the world. Indeed, and it's got quite the backdrop for that. You asked Creator, today's questions for Creator were taken from psychiatrist Viktor Frankl's transcendent account of his time in a Nazi concentration camp, his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Frankl was already a successful psychiatrist when he entered the camps as a captured Jew. He was to later learn that his entire family died in the camps and he emerged the sole survivor. He endured great suffering. But while it's safe to assume that he was resolving personal karma through this incredible trial and travail, He also approached the experience as an opportunity, a divine mission, to put it plainly, to study evil up close and personal, to learn all he could, and to try and find a means by which it might be conquered. What is Creator's perspective, and what was the mix of karma and mission life that Frankel navigated? All right, and this is what we channeled from Creator about the question. His karma was much like yours and everyone else's in the human plane. He was on a mission life, but all of you are on mission lives of sorts to help yourselves and others to do the best you can to raise yourself up and contribute something to the betterment of humanity to solve the problem of evil. No one comes to the earth for an incarnation unless they are a light worker 
or a recovering light worker who may have fallen behind through corruption and having endured too many woundings to keep them diminished. But then they will return to work on that negative karma to restore themselves so they can once again become more effective as a light worker to deal with the problem of evil. So we view this entire series of questions and Viktor Frankl's life itself as an iconic example of the divine human in action, showing up, taking their lumps, so to speak, by putting themselves in harm's way, but for a greater good. Viktor Frankl's role was to be an observer, an experiencer, and an originator of a powerful testimony about evil at work, and the contrast in comparing that to humans and who they truly are when they get love going within and are touched by the divine. When you read an account of his experiences in the death camps, you are in essence looking in the mirror at yourselves. Most people are in the dark and do not realize they are in peril. But you knew that before you came down and you may well learn that before you leave. This is why today's discussion is so imperative. More must be awakened to the plight of humanity and the reasons behind it, for you collectively are the key to turning things around. You know, it's always fascinating to me to get creators' take on a work of of like this, you know, and even the man that was behind it. And you can just see in this channeling, you know, the amount of respect coming from creator himself you know we always have creators love and we always have you know creators respect up to a point but i get a sense that creator is really you know coming across saying this is an important figure in your history you need to pay attention well it's dismissed by so many as a historical anomaly you know, a time of a kind of madness, maybe, you know, what was it? We don't know. Something in the water or some kind of mass hysteria. The power of propaganda. There's a lot of superficial elements, actually, that may have had a hand in it. But there is a deeper root. And, and this is coming through in what, we, what we're talking about. Indeed. U.S. creator Frankel, in recounting his experience of being reduced to a possessionless slave in the concentration camp, wrote, A thought transfixed me. For the first time in my life, I saw the truth. The truth that love is the ultimate and the highest goal to which man can aspire. Then I grasped the meaning of the greatest secret that human poetry and human thought and belief have to impart. That salvation of man is through love and in love. I understood how a man who has nothing left in this world may still know bliss, be it only for a brief moment, in the contemplation of the words, the angels are lost in the perpetual contemplation of an infinite glory. What is Creator's perspective? But before you answer that question, Carl, let me just share something really quick. You know, not only did, did Viktor Frankl lose uh, his family from the concentration camps, but when he showed up uh, with the camp, the only thing he had on him was a trench coat, you know, pants, shoes, shirt, and a manuscript he had been working on for almost his entire career. And, of course, they stripped him of that manuscript and destroyed it. So uh, to say that the man lost a lot is, is, is an understatement. Yeah, he, he lost his life before he lost his life, basically, yeah. or under the threat of losing his life. Yes. 
Well, this is what Creator tells us about this additional uh, insight about love from an improbable source, someone in the pit of misery and despair. There is divine wisdom in all of these observations. Love is the force of the universe that created everything and keeps everything going. When you take away love, there will be a diminishment and an eventual deterioration and disassembly of anything that is devoid of love for too long a time. On the surface, talk of love seems like a faint hope, a small consolation if one is suffering, especially when in physical pain, in dire emotional anguish, facing imminent death, and the torment of seeing others being tortured in a hopeless situation under the control of depraved beings who delight in their suffering. To talk of love in such a setting or about such a circumstance seems almost perverse because most think of love as a frill, a frivolity, an idle pastime, but not serious business, something to be enjoyed and indulged in as though it were serving a sweet tooth by having a box of candy nearby. What Viktor Frankl is talking about speaks to the central importance of love in everything. Keep in mind, as you read his words, he is speaking not only his truth, but the truth of the divine. Because he has been to the core of evil and saw the power of love to surmount it. This is the life he lived. While he was under physical control of the depraved camp administration and guards, all too willing to kill him on a whim, he saw through that to the reality of love being in existence as proof of the divine and not a coincidence. The two are integral, divinity and love. When there is thoughts of love, there is upliftment because it is divine to have thoughts of love. Even something seemingly selfish, yearning to be with a loved one like a spouse when you are apart, that is not an act of selfishness. That is an act of self-service and completely in alignment with the importance of love for a happy, well-adjusted human being and the serving of your soul, which does not, which does need care and feeding in the form of love to flourish. Love is your business because love is God's business. The plight of the angels referred to is the difficulty they have to experience and surmount each and every moment being bathed in divine love, but serving those for whom love is denied and are in a dark world. It is that extreme of contrast which can be heartrending. But the author of these words was seeing that dilemma from the vantage point of a human occupying a dark world and not the angel. Because love is all-powerful, the angels are powerful. And they can look evil in the eye and know that they are safe. And all to whom they impart love will be raised up and do their work with joy and satisfaction. They understand you all have the light to return to and will be with them one day. More so than human beings, the angels feel compassion for your tormentors. The perpetrators of evil are in the most extreme distress 
and diminishment because they are so far removed from love. This is the irony of what Frankel describes about those in the camps who retain their humanity but not realizing they have the antidote for what ails their tormentors. You know, one of the fascinating things about these channelings is you never really know uh, what the creator is going to pull out of the question sometimes and work on. And in this case, I'm completely surprised at this almost entire paragraph on the experience of angels. It's wonderful. It's a great insight. You know, um, it's a perspective I hadn't even considered that they're bathed in love on the one hand and then seeing extreme deprivation on the other. And there's like no in between. <laughs> That's a fascinating insight. Well, it, it speaks to the power of love, does it not? Sure. That if you're truly bathed in love and in alignment personally with it, you become unflappable. You're invincible. You can face anything and do it with compassion and indeed with joy and satisfaction. Creator's words, joy and satisfaction is the experiencing of the angels as they rescue and uplift the downtrodden human beings they serve. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. U.S. creator Franco wrote, My mind still clung to the image of my wife. A thought crossed my mind. I didn't even know if she was still alive. I knew only one thing, which I have learned well by now. Love goes very far beyond the physical person of the beloved. It finds its deepest meaning in his spiritual being, his inner self. Whether or not he is actually present, whether or not he or she is still alive at all, ceases somehow to be of importance. Let me like a seal upon thy heart, love is as strong as death. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and these are Creator's words. All of what he says is true and speaks to the heart of the matter quite powerfully. Love in actuality is stronger than death because it transcends death. It is the greatest power there is, and because you can feel it, can share it with others, and bestow it to the needy, the loveless, the sufferers, you become exalted in the doing because you are spreading God around through loving acts. That is not only the greatest of gifts, but it is the highest attainment possible for a soul-based being to be living in love and through love, by love and for love. It is love that will conquer evil in the end because it is absence of love that created it. This is the folly of the non-believer who turns away from the idea of God and in the process severs their lifeline, their love line. They must then live on battery power and it may only take them so far. They might live an entire life that way and do well, but a culture without the divine as a central core and a partnership that is active and requested by the humans themselves will become stagnant and will go into decline. And that is a slippery slope indeed. That was the history of those who ended up overseeing the Holocaust and engineering it to happen. It is an inversion of life's purpose in which the heights of joy become replaced by the heights of depravity, of which the Holocaust is an excellent example and teachable moment about what will happen again in your world through neglecting divine partnership. Now, we've, we've noticed this 
Prater takes just about every opportunity these days to uh, to warn about the dangers of atheism, and we're getting it here again, Carl. Well, it's not just self-service. It's not just he wants to reward the church uh, members and the clergy because they're kind of his chosen ones, and we got to keep the business going. Right. This, this is this is about humanity and its survival. Yeah. U.S. Creator Frankel quoted Schopenhauer. Mankind is apparently doomed to vacillate eternally between the extremes of distress and boredom. What is Creator's perspective? All right. Creator says this perspective is very much a human one, resulting from a state of disconnection from the divine. To not see the possibility of something much greater, much grander, much more delightful and joyous that can be reached and experienced even as a way of life. The spectrum given in your question is a bleak one indeed, for the cycle between distress and boredom is only the bottom half of the scale of possibilities going from bad to its absence. But not yet something good taking place to raise the person further, for indeed there are many, many experiences and emotions far beyond boredom in bringing satisfaction to invigorate and uplift. This is something useful to consider when one is bored. That, too, is a form of suffering, and it is a message to you. You are not serving your soul. Your soul is yearning for something more that you are not providing. You are being constrained in some way through a lack of ideas, a lack of creativity, a lack of interconnection with something greater. It is always there for you in us. If you but reach out, we will always hear you and will answer in a way you can get the message It may only be through the passage of time and noticing things improving, but that is worth working towards and can be a project that will be enriching and exciting and never boring. Well, Frank Frank is, uh, I mean, (laughs) Creator is uh, very uh, in line with Frankel on just about all the questions, but this one in particular, I'm glad that Creator's not in alignment with Frankel (laughs) because He's saying that Frankel's only got half the equation here. You know, it's the distress to boredom is only half the spectrum. The whole spectrum of boredom to love and joy is is the other half. And it's a whole half. It's not just a piece, you know. So this is a big answer, and I was very, very glad to, to, uh, to encounter this. Well, and it's often seen to be a situational dilemma. In other words, nothing's happening. You know, this is, you know, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to enjoy, no excitement. And, and really, that's a personal dilemma of their own choosing because there's always things to engage with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm I never bored. I can't I'm never bored, bored. yeah. <laughs> trying to beat back evil. There's, there's way too much to do. I, I haven't been bored in decades, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, and it's a shame for anybody to be bored because it's it's like being star it's like starving at a feast you know I mean that's the way I look at it yes be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com um, you can check out our empowered prayer book which we'll talk about more later you can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer getwisdom.com slash prayer and also check out the lightworker healing protocol getwisdom.com slash LHP and we'll be back with more get wisdom right after this
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. Carl and I are looking at the uh, creator's perspective on Viktor Frankl and his life work regarding humanity's search for meaning. Uh, his book is Man's Search for Meaning, but we expand that to include everybody because we're inclusive here. Right, Carl? <laughs> In our own way, yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's been an interesting observation, and Carl and I were talking during the break about how we need some really good platform quotes uh, sometimes or ideas to present to creators so a creator could build off that because these creators just not going to hold sway and, and, you know, give us what we want without our requesting it like everything else we do in this project. Well, this is the big mystery about the divine. It does not lead. It allows. The rest yes. is up to us. And we can invite the divine in to participate but that implies a kind of equal partnership, not that we can just sort of sit and, and you know, kneel before the Almighty One and be told everything we might want to know or need to know. We have to do some scholarship and some homework of our own. So that's what we're doing here, building and, on yeah. the insights of others, but important ones. And that's a unique perspective in the world of spirituality, you know. It's a, which is a refreshing one, too, so I'm glad to be a part of this project. U.S. creator Frankel wrote, We who lived in the concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and Creator says, this is a beautiful and quite insightful observation. Again, reflecting the contrast between love and hatred. One who is downtrodden may eventually end up hating themselves for their plight. This is the consequence of evil spreading. It contaminates many who it touches and lowers through the suffering that will result 
unless the person can find an escape or rescue within by having a link to the divine in some way or another to show them there is something better still, if only within their mind and heart and not in evidence around them. Those men, Frankel speaks of, who gave to others what was contributing to their own decline in the doing were responding to an inner force of goodness because they still had a link to the divine and were able to mount thoughts of loving kindness when they themselves were equally in peril. This illustrates not only the strength of character of those selfless humans, but the power of love to transcend any difficulty, no matter how dire, how menacing. You can be sure that those who gave something of themselves to raise the spirits of their fellow inmates and keep them going, literally, among the living for a bit longer through their offering of food were, in effect, sharing a tremendous power within they enjoyed through being in divine alignment. They were raised up in the doing and were, in turn, rewarded by the divine with extra strength, endurance, resilience, and at least some inner contentment, despite the horrific setting they lived within. So our perspective is that in, in that circumstance, the giving were far better off than others who hoarded anything they could get to help them and ignored the plight of others out of fear. This illustrates an important reality that someone in divine alignment can, in fact, become invincible. This is what people sense when they can find inner calm, even when threatened by death from captors who have them at their mercy. They know who they are. Whenever you walk with God, you are safe, even if your physical body is at risk, because what truly matters is the soul and what you do with it. Are you honoring yourself or denying love in some way that will diminish you and perhaps diminish others as well in its absence? I think it's important to point out here that I think what is meant by when Creator says that you become invincible is that actually we already are invincible, essentially. Our soul is invincible. The problem is, is that most of us don't can't relate to that understanding and that reality. We can't, uh, we can't believe it. We can't know it as a fact within our being, and that's the genesis of fear. But if you can know it, then you are invincible. No, invincibility, in my opinion, is probably the absence of fear at this point. Yes, and, and that's... That's a pretty high bar for most people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But it's the difference between often who succeeds and who doesn't. And it's those in combat, for example, who weather the storm and get through the war, maybe unscathed. And people are in awe of their courage. But that courage didn't keep them from risk. It sent them in harm's way and kept them going longer than others. Yeah. And so something else is often going on as well. And I know people have often had the question, if only themselves, what was God doing the, during the Holocaust? Yeah. And we see it here. And what Creator is sharing with us about these examples of people in the death camps who were doing God's work, spreading love despite the circumstances. And so being able to touch those who are allowing and who are open enough 
can really make a difference for them, even under the worst of circumstances. Indeed. U.S. creator Frankel wrote, in the final analysis, it becomes clear the sort of person the prisoner became was the result of an inner decision and not the result of camp influences alone. What is Crater's perspective? Crater says, to be sure, there was no one there to teach the inmates how to live under such dark and uncertain circumstances. The whole point of the internment camps was killing, if not directly through execution, through deprivation. A combination of starvation, lack of health care, overcrowding, and brutality that would break out amongst the inmates, not to mention the guards who were primed to seek opportunities to commit acts of savagery and many individual killings to satisfy a kind of bloodlust. This is one of the most horrible of environments one could imagine. Someone who can remain calm and centered and grounded under such circumstances has more to work with than intellect alone. They must draw totally on the inner resources they may possess. And this becomes one of the most powerful arguments for maintaining a partnership with the divine. This far exceeds what one might face in terms of a rainy day where the careful storing of provisions will help greatly when it is challenging to search for food beyond one's home shelter. When day-to-day living is only delaying death by a matter of months, weeks, or days, the focus on survival becomes paramount. Those who were spiritual fared much better under those dire circumstances because they had the inner resources to know there is something higher and better in the universe and that they are a part of it somehow. They could feel, at least intuitively, that the existence of love means that love is possible for them to acquire and somewhere there is love for themselves. We can tell you, we touched the hearts of many again and again and again during their time in the death camps. Because if you open the door to us, even only a little bit, we will be there to bring love your way and you will know it. I think there's a couple types of people. You know, there's the people that sit back and wait for something to happen, and there's people that make things happen. And in the concentration camp, you're extremely limited. You know, there's 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 very little room for freedom of expression or for choosing anything in that regard. But Frankel's pointing out here, and Creator's backing that up, that we can still choose our attitude. You know, we can choose our inner landscape and how it, how it uh, manifests for us. And a lot of people aren't aware they have that kind of, it's that they have that kind of power to, to choose a different attitude that can overcome the external circumstances. It's really a profound capability. Well, and people are doing it in the world today, each and every person, each in their own way. You're choosing what you experience by your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, And the consequences will flow from that. Most people aren't engaged. They're really on the sidelines in the contest between good and evil. And it's very sad because their active participation is needed to bring more love in. Absolutely. U.S. creator Franco wrote, 
people forget that it is often just as such an exceptionally difficult external situation, which gives man the opportunity to grow spiritually beyond himself. Instead of taking the camp's difficulties as a test of their inner strength, they do not take their life seriously and despise it as something of no consequence. What is Creator's perspective? Creator says, here he describes that fork in the road that separates the believer from the non-believer. This is why working at your faith, building your belief in the divine, and practicing a frequent and at least daily interchange much as you would want to talk to your best friend on a frequent basis, even if you could not meet up in person. This is restorative, but it also helps maintain the fortress, the foundation of inner strength that has come to define who you are and all you know, so as to feel competent, capable, and ready for anything that comes your way. When there is a weak foundation, a weak or absent link to the divine, you will be on your own. And where will you draw strength from if the physical world around you is working against you? This is perhaps the starkest way to describe the extremes one can experience as a consequence of neglecting their spiritual nature and allowing their connection to the divine to wither. It is already corrupted and diminished, done by others. It is only through teaching and an inner intuitive awareness of the truth of the divine that allows people to have faith to begin with. This is a test of you and a dilemma, a problem to solve, and can only be done through standing strong. Those who still have an intuitive link to the divine will rise to the occasion when challenged in the way that happened to Viktor Frankl, and it will give them a lifetime to persist even under the direst of circumstances. Those qualities that make someone a champion are divine in nature. And this tells you all you need to know of how to reach for greatness. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, a lot of people, when they look in on this topic, and we're looking at, you know, p- people's different reactions to being in a horrendous concentration camp environment, that their first thought would be, I can't relate, and you haven't been there yourself, so you can't judge. And I'd say, you know, I'm right, but somebody who was there is sharing his experience and informing me that it doesn't have to be as dire as people would assume it would be as terms of an individual experience. And I can look to that person as an example in case, God forbid, I should ever find myself in similar circumstances. Well, there have been many martyrs, and that is not a terrible life to live. It. It sounds horrific, and it is in the experiencing in the immediate sense. But it's contributing to the role of the divine and the role of the divine human in adding to history in an important way. Indeed. U.S. creator Frankel wrote, Mental health is based on a certain degree of tension. The tension between what one has already achieved and what one still ought to become and accomplish or the gap between what one is and what one should become. What is Creator's perspective? Creator says, this is a beautiful point to ponder because it speaks to the foundational need for divine partnership in having inner strength and resources to surmount the slings and arrow of outrageous fortune one will encounter, most likely time and again, 
while in a physical human life. Stress is unavoidable because it comes with taking risk, and so is a part of any undertaking, including the bold initiative. We can tell you everyone has misgivings, everyone has doubts and fears. It is what you do with them that matters. If you take it in stride, it will spur you on to even greater, even greater accomplishments. But if you overworry and focus only on feelings of suffering, you can become disempowered. And this is the difference between winning and losing you see in sporting events, where it is not life and death on the line, but a personal desire for achievement. Many of the pursuits people value and then feel regret and shame in seeming to have failed acquisition of something through a career, for example, are shallow pursuits in and of themselves. It is a value to meet the necessities of life for at least financial stability and security. Beyond that, everything becomes a question of service to the soul. It is those who give of themselves rather than take who will be happiest and less troubled mentally and emotionally because they will be more in divine alignment and that will bring inner peace through a flow of love energy from the divine. Those who are estranged because they are separate from the divine through their own doing always will suffer because again, if they cannot control the world around them and have no inner resources beyond a certain point, there is nothing more for them but failure in the offing. Indeed, we will tell you that severe mental illness is, on one level, a disconnection from the divine, as being applied to the self effectively. Because no matter the interior disarray, even at the level of delusional thinking, healing love can fix it. But this will not happen if someone is too disconnected from us. And I think you know, some, this will not happen if someone is too disconnected from us. One of those problems is that such people are also immensely impatient. And, you know, I was reviewing some of the words of Gandhi the other day, and one of the things Gandhi said was that one of the facets of good is that it can take a long time. Good is not in any particular rush, you know. And creator is not in any particular rush either, <laughs> I think. We get that from this entire well, project. I would say there's many obstacles. <laughs> That's yeah. really what the dilemma is. Yeah. Because love will flow where it's invited and it's welcomed and it's allowed and not resisted or walled off or fought against. And we do all of those dark things all the time to ourselves and others through our culture, through our learned ways of being a low life in a sense spiritually we learn from those around us and and it takes a toll yeah but there is well, a way back that's oh absolutely it takes you know it takes a long time to dig a big hole for yourself and it, logically it, you know it's going to take a while to fill it back in too and that's part of the problem is that people aren't willing don't want to wait that long <laughs> you know? yes but uh, but the answer is here for sure love well is and our healing work is intended to reconnect people this yes. is what we do we reconnect people with the divine absolutely and we'll be getting into that more when we come back with the final segment of get wisdom right after this America. 
America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Come back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at the uh, the life work of psychiatrist Viktor Frankl and his experience in the concentration camps predominantly and his book, Man's Search for Meaning. We're getting creator's perspective on a number of quotes that we've pulled from that work. And so far, it's been a fascinating and uplifting uh, experience from a person that was in the darkest of circumstances, Carl. Well, and that's an interesting and most welcome object lesson, that rather than avoid dealing with difficulty and darkness and the underbelly of life, Shedding light on it brings not only understanding, but oftentimes a greater wisdom and getting something from that exposure and giving it a serious look. And because we're here to solve problems, not just to sort of skate around things and try and make a cushy setup for ourselves personally so we can kind of get through life and have some luxuries and happiness and that sort of thing. Nothing wrong with that, but so many need our help. Yes. And, and that is a higher calling. You know, I, I want to say that, uh, you know, almost everyone has heard of concentration camps and the Holocaust. I mean, it's, it's certainly within our culture and, and taught in schools, at least to some level. But it's surprising how many people <clears throat> don't know any details about it hardly. You know, they could maybe summarize it in a sentence or two when they can't go beyond that. And I think a lot of people avoid it because it's just too dark. It's too, it's too black a hole to go down. <clears throat> but if you're curious at all, I would say that approach it by reading Viktor Frankl's books. Because it, puts, it, it, it definitely displays exactly what happened in all of its horror and, and horrificness. But at the same time, it's contrasted with hope and with meaning. So it's a worthwhile journey. Well, I think the people who have lived through it and survived 
and our witnesses want fervently for people to learn from what happened what can help prevent it from happening again. Absolutely. And and that is the the need for a take home message, a take home lesson. And we're we're getting some of that in in these uh, channelings. Absolutely. US creator Frankel wrote, suffering is not always a pathological phenomenon. Rather than being a symptom of neurosis, suffering may well be a human achievement, especially if the suffering grows out of existential frustration. What is Crater's perspective? And, and Franco would say that existential frustration is essentially the frustration of who am I, why am I here, what's life all about. It's man's search for meaning, which is the title of his book. And Frankel says that the search for meaning is a fundamental condition of every human being, every individual. We need to have meaning in our life to have the most satisfaction. Yes, it's serious business. Not that we can't have fun and and play at it at times, but it is for a serious purpose. And nothing's more serious than having the burden and responsibility of solving the problem of evil. And there's certainly evil in abundance. So Creator says about this issue of suffering and existential frustration. This can be considered a truism that pain and suffering have an important role in things and are an important indicator deserving of attention, as is their purpose and their nature and being hard to ignore. Suffering, like pain, is a warning something is wrong and may be gravely wrong. It is at once both a problem to be solved and a healing opportunity, because inevitably, Healing will be needed to right the wrong underway, causing the discord, discomfort, unease, torment, whatever the case might be a person is experiencing. Many find it all too easy to give up in such circumstances, having tried and failed to surmount the difficulty causing suffering to begin with. The greatest lesson taught by Viktor Frankl in his personal witnessing of the Holocaust is this very point that even when things are at their very worst, there is a solution. People think their suffering is due to external circumstances beyond their control. In actuality, suffering is a personal experiencing within, and everything within the individual is under their control in one way or another. If you are suffering because you are impoverished, are subjected to race discrimination, or other prejudice, and feel held down and held back, you can cure your suffering by receiving healing for your feeling of diminishment in self-worth. What matters most is character and inner strength, and maintaining the ability to feel love and express it first and foremost for the self. You may need it to stand strong under extremely difficult challenges, But we can tell you that maintaining inner strength by being in divine alignment and in the flow of love will far more likely serve you in ways enabling you to overcome whatever difficulties are troubling you much more effectively than you would otherwise. When you give in to suffering, you are truly in a prison of your own making. 
When prisoners reach depths of despair and have an inner awakening and open themselves to the divine, their hearts will start to sing. And even though they remain behind bars, sometimes for quite an extended period, they will have an inner peace many who are not imprisoned fail to enjoy because they are trapped in a prison of suffering they allow and must endure because they are assisting their perpetrator to keep things that way. You always have a choice in what you are feeling within your heart. You know, the very channeling, the way the creator puts things here, I think is very revealing because creator is, first of all, this is the first time I've seen creator actually use a person's full name this often. He's invoking the full name Victor Frankl many times in the channelings. And I think that's a sign of tremendous respect that creator is extending towards Frankel. Creator is actually te- treating Frankel as a true partner, which is the abject lesson of all of great, great wisdom that the creator wants partners, divine partners. And well, I think Frankel is a good example of that. Indeed. And this is all about empowerment. God is not going to come down wave a wand and make your life perfect so you smile all the time and everything is wonderful. Not that that is impossible, but that's not the point of human existence. We came down as first responders, in effect, to police the Milky Way galaxy because it had become corrupted, hugely corrupted, by atheist beings who lost their way and became depraved. In the doing of that, we became corrupted as we incarnated here. We were disconnected from greater awareness of the divine through a manipulation. That's a long story. But here we are, and we, we start life without having a memory of who we are, who we were, why we're here, and what we can do about things that aren't quite right that we encounter. We have to almost relearn everything from scratch each time we come down. And culture limps along, but it's got headwinds. So this is the toughest of challenges. But what Creator is saying, I think, in these interpretations of Frankel's insights is that we have to work at making this happen. We must bring it about. Right. So creators giving us clues and examples of how to have an idea and a goal and a way of proceeding that becomes a path we can follow that will get us there. Yes. Because and, and Frankel's a perfect example because this is a man who's had everything taken from him and not given to him. And yet he held on to the most important tenets that a, a human being can hang on to, which is faith in the divine and faith and love, you know, and not abandoning that in his own heart. U.S. creator Frankel wrote, the meaning of life always changes, but it never ceases to be. How can empowered prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol help bridge the gap between a life of spiritual emptiness and one of great meaning, even in the most difficult of circumstances? All right, creator tells us. All we have spoken about and explained through the mirror held up by Viktor Frankl and the insights he had from his great struggle in the time of the Holocaust is about the dilemma of not being in divine alignment. That was the reason for the Holocaust in the first place. Wherever you might be, in whatever the state of the world around you, you have your inner state of being to ponder as well. 
it will be more easy to control than the outer world. But changing the world follows from changing within. You will be the most, you will be the strongest and most effective, most happy and most successful when you are living in a divine partnership. So we are walking at your side and a continual resource you can call on for help of all kinds. There is more healing needed than you can do in a lifetime. That can be accelerated through using the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it is designed to be the most effective form of personal empowerment. To partner with the divine in an active way for personal healing and including as well all who have influenced you through the ages. You are all in this together. And in fact, your tormentors, the interlopers who manipulate the world and have harmed you again and again and again personally, need healing every bit as much more than you do. If you use the Lightworker Healing Protocol, it will be sending healing help for them. If you have someone's knee on your neck and they are too heavy to shift, Healing that person so they withdraw will solve your immediate need. Healing the perpetrators is the most powerful and effective way to save and heal humanity. Once the bullies are gone, you will have plenty of time to lick your wounds and recover. We want to see humanity thrive and flourish, and we cherish you as a person just as much as anyone else. It is time you learn and come to believe as we do that you are special in a special way and you need special tools to make the most of your life in the physical. You cannot be helped through technology or human assistance alone. Your problems are deeper and wider and the phenomena used by the divine realm for healing such things is beyond your reach in your state of diminishment. But this is your birthright. You are an extension of us. And it is only logical to use all the powers to which you are connected for your betterment and happiness. The test is underway for you to make the decision. We cannot do it for you. We are waiting for your answer. You know, really quick, the, the statement that jumps out at me, you cannot be helped through technology or human assistance alone. Well, not only can you not be helped through technology, but technology can be your oppressor. It could be yes. the technology can be bringing you down. So we need help way beyond technology. And that's what the Lightworker Healing Protocol is all about. Check it out at getwisdom.com slash LHP, as well as Empowered Prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. You'll have the tools you need. But we're all out of time for this week. We'll see you next week, people. Thank you. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 